Hello, I'm Hilary, and this is the first ever episode of the Living Change podcast. Welcome in. I should probably start by explaining the name. Living Change is named after an oracle, the Yi Jing, whose name, Yi, means change. It started out as Zhou Yi, the changes of the Zhou people. It became Yi Jing, the classic book of change. And I tend just to call it Yi. So, Living Change is about how people are working with that oracle in the present moment, and how it can help people change their lives for the better. I suppose what I mean by that is living more simply and peacefully, less indecision, less perplexity, less stress, more harmony with change as it happens, and living more richly and completely, life with more success, more understanding, a richer experience of meaning. Because this is what divination is about. It's not about telling your fortune. Yes, prediction can be a part of it. I'm not about to start saying ye can't make predictions, as that would actually just be a really stupid thing to say. Prediction can certainly be part of the whole experience. Like, here are some things you should know before you invest your money in that business opportunity, or your heart and soul in that relationship. But that's not the real point. It's not the heart of the thing. The heart of it is found in the depth and authenticity of your experience now. So I'm starting this podcast as another way to help people have this kind of far-reaching relationship with Yi, with the I Ching. The kind that nourishes transformation and gives you a sense of coming home into your own life. The question is, what can I offer here that will help? And I have a whole bunch of ideas, of course, but I think the core of it has to be conversation with the Oracle itself. Talking about Yi is all well and good, but it's a very pale experience compared with talking with it. The usual way to work with Yi, the best way, is to talk with it about your own individual questions. How to cope with a particular problem, or pursue your chosen goal, or what to expect if you follow a certain path. Anything where you're asking specific individual questions about your specific individual circumstances. The oracle shows you the deeper patterns of change at work, and puts you in a position to make choices that stay in harmony with that underlying truth of how things are. But since this audio isn't just for one person, it didn't make sense to me to concentrate on individual readings. Instead, I want to have conversations with Yi that would actually serve everyone who hears them. So I'm going to be asking big questions. You know, the kind where we could all do with hearing the answer, and sharing what Yi has to offer. I'm thinking of big, simple, wide-open questions, asking what we need to be aware of about a topic, or how we should understand some key concept that everyone talks about. And I would really welcome your suggestions for what to ask. Just post something in the comments, or email me at hillary at onlineclarity.co.uk. That's H-I-L-A-R-Y at O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot co dot uk. So, here's the question I've chosen for today. Yi, 
What do we need to know about holding a living connection to source and meaning? I've chosen that one because, to my mind, it's the purpose of divination, and that seemed a really good place to start. It's not easy to put into words, but I think it's what people have always been trying to do in all kinds of ways. Meditating, building cathedrals, practicing feng shui or martial arts. It's all about staying fully connected. Also, this is extremely topical for me, as I'm running a free teleseminar this coming Saturday, the 27th, about how I Ching readings can be a way to powerful change. And I think that's very much about how you can open the connection to give the oracle space to be heard. So, if you'd like to come to that, it would be brilliant to have you. And all the details are at onlineclarity.com forward slash change. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot com forward slash C-H-A-N-G-E change. So, I asked, Yi, what do we need to know about holding a living connection to source and meaning? And Yi responded with hexagram 29, the repeating chasms, with no changing lines. A reading with no changing lines is Yi's way of giving us something simple and uncomplicated, something we can more easily take into our understanding and carry with us. So holding a living connection to source is about repeating chasms, learning the chasms. The old Chinese character for chasm shows earth and exhalation. It means a deep pit and a danger. It's also the name of the trigram that represents deep running water that flows downward and inward, and the hexagram is made of that trigram, doubled, flowing and flowing, down and in. These are the first ideas we need to take in. The connection we're looking for is found in the deep places, in the dark. The whole name of the hexagram is repeating chasms, or learning the chasm. The point is that this isn't something we can walk round and find some alternative route to meaning, a nice safe sunlit path. No, we have to learn chasm skills. We have to get familiar with going inward and downward, entering into a mysterious place where we have no footing. So often the experience of hexagram 29 is one of bottomless depths, like swimming, reaching down with your toes, and not being able to feel anything solid. So to hold a living connection to source, enter the chasms and learn them. Hmm. Isn't it interesting what that doesn't say? The repeating chasms, hexagram 29, are paired in the Yijing with clarity, Hexagram 30. That one is about light and awareness. It's made of the trigram for fire and light, doubled. And it's about seeing the signs clearly, having the aha moments, and the wisdom you can develop when you sustain that kind of clear awareness. And that's exactly what Yi is not saying we need to know about connection to source. It's not that the clarity and insight isn't relevant. On the contrary, this is the pair and partner of our hexagram. It couldn't be more relevant. It's that this isn't what the connection is made of. 
It's the manifestation of that connection. The chasms and clarity are a complementary pair. The text says that clarity is above, the chasm is below, two parts of a single landscape. And they're also in sequence. Clarity follows from chasms. It emerges from them somehow. The sequence says that chasms mean falling, and falling naturally has occasion to hold together, and so clarity follows. Clarity means holding together. I think it's talking about that experience when everything's crumbling away, the structure has failed and you're plunging down, and you find there's just one thing left that you can hold on to. This can be where we find the connection, when there's nothing else left. Oh, and the way the Yijing puts these two concepts together, the chasm and water coming before the light, that has a lot to do with the old Chinese worldview. There were ten suns, one to travel across the sky on each day of the week, carried by a bird. And at the end of the journey, the suns are bathed and rest in a river. So the chasms are where the light of awareness is renewed and reborn. If you're in search of spiritual connection, says ye, don't take off into the dry, hot skies. First renew yourself in the water. The hidden core of hexagram 29 is 27, called nourishing. In their essence, the chasms are actually part of a structure that sustains and nourishes. One other thing about this, we're advised to repeat the chasms. Not just fall in and get lost, but rehearse and learn them. And the character for repeating and learning shows the self with wings, or maybe the sun with wings. The sun itself repeats and learns the waters at the edge of the world. So, if we ask about holding a living connection to source and meaning, Yi says, Repeating chasms, there is truth and confidence. Holding fast the heart creates success. Movement brings honour. Learning the chasm means truth and confidence, being present in the moment. So you're in the deep water, nothing solid, no external security, so what can you hold on to? Hold fast the heart. In old China, the heart is the seat of the self. That's where you live, not in your head. How do you hold the connection? You hold to your own heart, your own self. You might be falling into the pit or hurtling through the rapids, but the connection is always there with you, as close as that. In fact, that holding fast word means connecting, binding to something, as if with silk threads. This is about holding to your own heart, and also about having a connecting heart, a joining heart, one that binds and holds together in a lasting way, safely. So, with this heart of connection, you create success, you participate in the flows of creation, and then movement brings honour. That's moving, travelling, going somewhere. This is what reaches the highest point, what is upheld through the chasms. Not analysing or dithering, and not trying to hold a position and anchor yourself against the current, 
but moving in response to the connection you feel in your heart. I think he's saying something fundamental here. You want to stay connected to spirit? Then be prepared to move with it. When you feel a tugging on those silk threads, act on it. How else could the connection stay alive? The image of the hexagram insists on movement, too. This is the text that describes the hexagram's trigram landscape. It paints you a picture of the way energy moves in the hexagram, and it shows how the noble one, who's like the model human being, responds to it. So the image of hexagram 29 says, Continuous streams reach the goal, repeating chasms. In the same way, the noble one is constant in character and action, and teaches things through repetition. Holding to spiritual connection is an ongoing thing, as continuous as flowing water. The stream doesn't pause for a while and have a few days off from being liquid, and in the same way the noble one makes day, personal character, power and virtue, into an everyday, normal, ordinary way of acting, and he teaches with repetition. That's the same word, repeating, as in the name of the hexagram. That can include teaching yourself also, practicing more skillful ways of thought and action. I think this has to be talking about a spiritual practice, don't you? It's not one leap into the pit, dive in and hold your breath as long as you can. It's learning to swim, finding ways to stay in the current, stay in alignment, keep everything flowing in the same direction. Oof. Wow. I think that's an extraordinary reading, and I think I've just scratched the surface of the thing. I'd love to hear how you respond to it. Maybe we'll find the time to discuss it on Saturday, during that free teleseminar. I really hope you can come to that. Do head over to onlineclarity.com forward slash change to sign up for your own invitation. That's O-N-L-I-N-E-C-L-A-R-I-T-Y dot com forward slash C-H-A-N-G-E. I hope to speak to you then.